Welcome to episode 84 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The episode where you guys get me to play a spooky game. A spooky game? I don't know. Wouldn't, wasn't too spooky. It was pretty spooky. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But who knows? <laughs> hey, everyone has different thresholds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, been another wild week with Premium. Just getting stuff ready. Um, excited. Interestingly, um, as we mentioned on the, the Playcast a few times, um, before we, you know, get Series 2 even open for pre-orders announced or anything, we're getting everything, like, already approved by Nintendo. And uh, Robot Name Fight, I submitted it and got it approved first shot. Like I submitted the um, the title sheet, which is like your retail, like what goes inside the Nintendo Switch case, and the label, like first time to Nintendo and back with no errors. That was amazing. Like usually, like our first series, it was back and forth for a little bit. <laughs> so, and I mean, I'm saying though, like with the labels, like Nintendo is very, very specific and picky. Like it has to be perfect, otherwise they'll kick it back. And got it got it this is interesting so yeah robot knife fight looks good um and it should be an interesting piece um i know that's coming soon right barry like the oh yes it is coming soon and (laughs) and we uh we did a a little thing the other week and we are really excited to see the finished product and then we're really excited to see the finished product with all of you well, I will say that, like, listeners of the Playcast, they've they've been along for the ride. Like, yeah, they, they know we did a premium direct for Series 1. They so, did. So I wonder what we're going to have for Series 2 coming. <laughs> yes, well, it, it could be anything. It could just be a surprise box. Well, just open it up. We I mail will, it to everyone. I house. will say that we try to, because uh, Barry's going to be doing it out of pocket, by the way. Um, <laughs> but um, I will say that we try to, you know, always level up what we've done and do something, you know, fun with it, with whatever oh, we yeah. do. So that's the idea. Super interesting. Super interesting. I don't know if we're going to let Barry out of the cloud or not. We'll see. I've been trapped in here for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Um, yeah, it's a very, very interesting, fun time. Um, I actually took a few days off of my day job and uh, dedicated it to Switch Collector Volume 2 uh, the past like few days here and got very, very far along. Got everything done that's been written and formatted and into the Switch Collector Volume 2. I uh, worked on all the different reviews from all contributors, got everything looked good in formatting, and now I have to just do a overall QAQC of the book, which means holistically going over every review. It's a pain, but I want to make sure it looks good. Um, and so I'm doing that now. Huh? <laughs> I remember when you were doing that in Volume 1. I know, and what were people mainly complaining about uh, with Volume 1 was there were, like, some people with no examples, and there's multiple errors in spelling or something. I'm like, I don't, I mean, we actually did it all myself, then sent it to a professional editor, and somehow there was lots of errors. I don't know how that works, but I'm trying to make sure that, you know, we don't have that again. Yes, absolutely. You want it professionally done, and and I think it's going to look great. I'm excited for it. 
I mean, I'm just trying to get done as much as possible because we're trying to make sure everything is shipped out to everybody before September. Um, I put down September as the, you know, a full year because I knew that some writing had to be done. Um, that being said, though, Barry, uh, we did discuss it. And now that premium's a thing because premium edition was not announced when we did Switch Collector Volume 2. Um, but now that premium's a thing, I am not going to be launching Volume 3 anywhere until it is all fully, completely written and formatted, like where we are right now with Volume 2. It has to be there or further along before we do the Kickstarter, so that way there won't be any kind of crunch. Like when we're ready to sell it we're gonna and print it is when we're going to announce it for pre-orders. Kind of what we're doing with Series 2. Hold on. You mean you don't have infinite time, Jeff? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing was is that, like, the book would already be shipped out if Premium Edition hadn't caught fire. And, you know what I mean? But the fact is, everybody's loving Premium. So, I've been working on splitting my time. And splitting my time does not get the book out there fast. So, um, I'm getting creative to get it done. So, that way I can ship everybody their books um, reasonably. And so it should be a, a fun deal. I know a lot of people have reached out for me to reprint volume one as well. Um, that will be reprinted. Um, now with volume two, there is a lost but not forgotten section because we, we forgot a physical um, game as well as a digital game that's a must play. And um, I'm not adding those to volume one when we reprint it. Like volume one is going to be printed as volume one was printed. Like I'm not creating variants or editing um there'll be some minor edits because certain things have to change in it there was um a couple like when somebody mentioned a misspelling there was one like there's not a lot of them there there was one though um and there's a couple little margin things but other outside of that like it's there's not gonna be a major change so if you own volume one you don't have to rebuy it um i want to make sure people know that you don't have to rebuy it <laughs> but um, but there are a lot of people that weren't unable to get a copy because it's sold out. So that'll be a thing. Um, we do plan on kind of like incorporating Hagen's Alley over to premium somehow. Um, probably just cross-linking or something. I don't know. That'd There's got to be a way to do it, Barry. But we want to make sure that it's easy because as we mentioned like weeks past, people somehow don't know that I'm associated with premium somehow. I don't know. GP, I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry. I had, had a cough there. <laughs> a little, little cough, sir. It's, you know, the allergies. Yeah. I'm our, our resident celebrity influencer, I think, takes up all the attention. So, <laughs> should be fun, well, though. Um, it'll be good to incorporate them all, too. It'll be good for, for those that are just discovering premium to then discover not only the Switch Collector Volume 1 and Volume 2, but your whole back catalog of awesome books. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, there are multiple authors that are signed to Higgins Alley, so, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Pixel Perfect Punch-Out was just funded on Kickstarter, a 400% funded, by the way, which is amazing. Um, and then we have an upcoming Mortal Kombat compendium that's coming up um, in another month. I want to say we're trying to to shoot for pre-orders for that, um, and then there's like um, these obscure console books that um, uh, Barry and I both have a, a buddy Tristan who's who's an author of multiple books of those by the way, not just one. Um, um, and then I mean, heck, I had another author reach out to me uh, recently who does some amazing work and wants to publish. 
So um, there's a lot of stuff on the way, and I think having it just all in one place would be easiest. Um, mm. I just got to see, make sure it all works logistically, um, and then we're good. It, I don't know if it'll be cross-linking two stores or um, just doing one store where people can just one-stop shop. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think one-stop shop would definitely be easier. Mm-hmm. And just have like the Hagen's Alley link to premium. Um, yep. I think that would be the easiest well, but, but, uh, route, but we'll have to figure out and see if that's possible. Well, yeah, I sure mean, the, the only complicated part is is that people wouldn't be able to add a copy of Super Blood Hockey with a copy of Switch Collector because they're not in the same location. So that's uh, the only thing. You know what I mean? Like, if they're not in the same place, you can't combine yeah. items. Um, nor would I want to because I wouldn't want somebody's like pigeon dev retro box to be with a uh 630 page complete snes book that would like crush it (laughs) crush it yeah yeah no that that makes sense yeah so i wouldn't want those to ship together anyways unless it's like pre-packaged kind of like our deluxe editions where it's actually you know created for that purpose um but like yeah so so that's the other piece so there's got to be a way to do it logistically whether it be just like all right, so the book prices already have U.S. shipping in them, and then when we when we do it, they just ship separately. I mean, I'm okay with that if you know if people are all right with the extra five dollars in the book price or something, um, ten dollars in the book price, whatever media mail is or whatever type of shipping. Um, but that could be a thing. I don't know. Uh, but there's options here, so we want to definitely make sure that everything is easy to use. That's the key. Mm-hmm. We want it to be idiot-proof. What else did we miss from the week, Barry? Because I know there's been a lot going on. Uh, this week, I know you you mentioned something about investors meeting. I know Nintendo's been I'm talking uh, about premium, Barry. Oh, premium stuff. Oh, oh, somebody... oh. There's a big thing that you you didn't mm-hmm. talk about from premium. Huge thing, in fact. It's those glamour shots. Let's talk about those glamour <laughs> shots. Those exactly. are nice. Now you smelled what I stepped in. <laughs> I do, and it is beautiful. Yeah, so, so for those of you that haven't seen yeah. in our Discord, Jeff shared some beautiful glamour shots of the deluxe edition of Pigeon Dev, complete with the Neo Geo case, with the deluxe guide, and the slipcover. It's gorgeous. And then Frank took those and threw them on social media afterwards on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, a lot of positive reactions. And, and people that saw that and immediately bought the, the, the deluxe edition from seeing that because it is a sight to be, just to see. And there were a bunch of people that asked for upgrades, which, yeah. um, I mean, Barry is, you know, does the customer service side and he just figures it out logistically. Like, um, as, wa- as long as we have copies, um, we are fine with that. The only um, negative thing about upgrading is if the order was placed more than 60 days ago, mm-hmm. you have to email us. You have to place a new order and then email us and we'll cancel your old order. Um, if it's within that 60-day window, we can edit it. If that's mm-hmm. a Shopify thing. That's that's out of our hands. But, uh, yeah, we've had a few people say, you know what, I have the retro and I want to upgrade. And it, it is a bit of a pain anyways, though, because even though we edit it within our store, like we still have to like manually contact our shipping warehouse because somehow it doesn't update. So we still got to let them know, hey, this person, we modified it in Shopify. Do you see it in our store? And they don't. And then we they got to manually go in and edit it. Yeah, there's some miscommunications. It's really Well, weird. it's like we have to communicate like it's 
you know, early 2000s. Like, it can't just <laughs> automatically update a, a, a script. I don't know. <laughs> well, AOL. Yeah. Got mail. <laughs> Got to make sure their dial-up connects before they uh, can make the edit. And they'll probably charge us a dollar for lifting their finger, because they're crazy. <laughs> the things we do for our customers. Oh, that's fine. But yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> though. Yeah, but we definitely need to make sure that anybody who does these upgrades, we got to, like, double-check, triple-check, and say, hey, we're double-checking, because we want to make sure. Otherwise, so if, if somebody's listening and you get, like, the wrong version, just let us know, and we'll fix it. Like, it's it's not an issue, but it's like, we try to avoid it if if we can. If we can, yeah. yeah. And, and it's also inconsistent. Like, there are times mm-hmm. where people will change an order, and I'll be like, all right, let's let's modify that and we do it and the, the warehouse sees that modification and then we're like great and then we'll do another one and the warehouse won't see that modification and i'll be like why didn't you see that modification well i will say all of this is better than completely filling up my garage with premium edition stuff and my wife wanting to choke me out <laughs> <laughs> learned my lesson with hagen's alley after the the complete nes debacle like the first time I filled up my garage with books and she's like, nope, <laughs> like you are not doing that again. <laughs> it's so funny. Now I'm still like filling up my garage with all the different projects. Cause I had so many now it's starting to get ridiculous again. Ah, oh, the fun times. Yep. So, um, yeah, so we try to get everything pre-approved, everything. So all the lot checks are ready for series two. Um, all the labels and retail sheets are all pre-approved by Nintendo already. Um, we're going to start working on the extra pieces that go inside. So the next thing I'm going to get is the challenge cards approved because those are already done. And then I did finish most of the interior for a robot named Fight for the Manual. And now i got to work on other game for the manual. I haven't, I haven't worked on the interior for that one yet. And then um, after that, that'll be everything in the Premium Editions already done and approved. Like, we haven't even announced anything. <laughs> so, that's going to be the key. And then I'll move on to the retro and deluxes. Well, deluxe and retros and deluxe. But yes. we're only doing one deluxe per series. So, Robot Name Fight, is it? Yeah. No secret there. Robot Name Fight is getting the deluxe treatment no. and the retro. Yeah, Apeit Steve is working on the guide. He is um, currently doing like layouts and stuff and then i'm gonna sit there and make it look pretty that's what i'll do so i'll add artistic flair to everything it'll be fun i can't wait for for people to see what's happening i think i think when a lot of people get the premium guide from pigeon dev that that alone is going to sell every premium guide that comes out (laughs) from you and steve I, I think so. I think a lot of people are going to look at that and go, this is so much more than just a guide. Like, just even the story about the physical process is so cool. Like, that's such a nice addition. Well, the fact that it's gilded in silver, which oh, that's so cool. those in layman's terms, like, literally the outside of the pages is chrome metallic silver. So it's like if you when you look at it on the shelf, like, you look at the pages, it's all silver and glowy. Um, the, there's like sparkly, it's supposed to be like sparkly black, but it's, it's almost like a television black where you can see a reflection. That's what's on the cover on the front and the back. Like, it's ridiculous. Like we're about to have the, um, the, 
the advanced copies coming in because after they took those glamour shot pictures they're supposed to mail the advanced copies um and then everything else gets shipped which unfortunately comes on a on a on a ship a freighter so it takes a bit of time um but that being said like it'll be amazing once it comes in um and we will be able to uh show off everything as soon as we get it we'll do like a little video unboxing type deal oh yeah yeah uh, hopefully if if we i, I like the demo still hasn't come in yet unfortunately for me i don't know if it's coming for you yet it's called the advanced copy Barry, advanced copy mentioned. yeah it's mentioned yeah. advanced copies are on the way so when when that comes in which hopefully if it comes in before tuesday if if it comes in before tuesday i will have it on Tuesday, and I will be showing that off on the next Nintendo Fuse podcast that we do live at 8.30 at night. Mm-hmm. So I'll have that right there. And then so if, if it comes in beforehand and we don't get to show it off, you know, and you want to check it out. Otherwise, we're going to be blasting that all over. We're going to share the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone I mean, and the thing is, is that they have to get them in um, their distribution area first. Um, so they have a place in the state side where they um, where they're gonna get them. So until we till they receive them, we won't know. Um, so also, I mean, I'm gonna share it on um, a new video series I'm doing with Game Straighty One on his channel. Um, Random Retro Challenge is what we started up, uh, where we played um, some crazy stuff. We played Common um, Rider and Grobda last time, which is an arcade game, which is crazy. Um, we're doing Macross now. And um, we would be recording this week uh, sometime, but uh, Gamester forgot his his games <laughs> when he went um, <laughs> when he went on a, a work trip. So when he gets back, we'll we'll record. Um, well, maybe that maybe that's you know meant to be this way. You'll have that to show off for the next episode. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would I would like to show off the real ones because I have the um, the first the advanced copies that I got before. But the yeah. thing is, those aren't gilded. They they don't have the bookmark ribbon or anything else, yeah. or the printing on the interior. But they still look the nice. You know what? They've still sold, you know, on, uh, people on it just mm-hmm. seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the I final product's going to be an upgrade. Go, you showed that off, and people are like, "Oh my god, that looks amazing!" So it does. Mm-hmm. You you sold me on it again. <laughs> I already bought it. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be a, a ridiculous thing. I mean, we're just trying to raise the bar every time on everything we do. Um, and we'll see exactly, you know, the feedback, see if there's anything that worked, if there's anything that, you know, we missed a mark on from, like, what we really wanted to do. We'll, we'll let everybody know on the podcast. But right now, it's like everything is exactly how we want it, which is perfect. Um, but... Yeah, so that'll be cool. We should have that in, hopefully, pr- the advanced copy soon. And then whenever things arrive, um, I know that the retro boxes were already fully approved now and ordered. So those are in production. At least they should be. Um, be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we got to get the CDs in production and the other thing unannounced thing that we're going to announce um piece is um part of another thing and that is in production and i don't think we've announced this so i'll just say thing and other thing and surprise thing and other thing. 
Thing yeah. one, thing two. Yeah. Doctor Seuss style. And maybe thing three. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a another surprise when we do the thing that we talked about and alluded to earlier. See, we're being very cryptic. Um, very cryptic. But yeah, there is another piece, and it's all already ordered. So when we do things, it should all be in hand, hopefully, for certain or or certain close things. to. And then everything within series two should be ready to order. the The ideal thing is to have it in hand, but the important thing is that there will be a shorter wait. Because if we don't have it in hand, we'll have it shortly in hand. So it's like the, we put Super Blood Hockey up for pre-order in August and we didn't get the ship out until March. You're not going to have that to worry about this time at all. Now, a lot of that was a lot check, but this time it's going to be a much shorter turnaround. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I should already have the um, challenge patches for Series 2 because I already ordered those a while ago. <laughs> and we already teased one of them. You can see the uh, Robo Name Fight. Uh, patch has been shown off and shared and is in our latest newsletter um, mm. and we, we can't share the other one yet but we will well I mean if JP could leak and leak things he would if he could yeah but we're, we're doing our best to stop him and I'm sure people listening would be like no don't stop him but but that ruins the fun I hate leaks I'm a, I really hate leaks well, I mean, just you just don't share with JP. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he doesn't listen to the playcast, he won't even know you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't don't, uh, don't share with JP. So, J, yeah. JP will let everybody know um, the second he can. He, yeah. he wants to be the first to show everything off, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's it was something we want to keep certain things secret for That's a while. That's why JP is the super celebrity influencer premium edition, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's like when when they do like those Nintendo Directs. And, oh, here's a leak of what... I never look at those things because if they're right or wrong, it doesn't matter. I don't want to be hyped up for a possibility and then get disappointed when something's not there. That's like knowing everything you could get, you know, on a birthday present basis. And then what's the fun of opening it up? The whole point is to be surprised. Yeah. You don't want to ruin that. Exactly. Um, so... Talking about news, something you alluded to earlier. Yes. Um, so Nintendo did their shareholders meeting. Um, and the interesting piece was is that they apparently sold about 20 million copies of the Switch, like consoles. And they're looking to uptick that to 25 million for the next next fiscal year. Um, one thing that tells me is that they're, you know, looking to the future, but also... There is a shortage on certain like semiconductors and things, so they may not be able to meet the demand. Um, that being said, I do have a new prediction based off of what we talked about in Ooh. January for okay. the um, consoles. If there is a semiconductor shortage, which has caused the same thing with the PS4 um, and the Xbox Series X to have these shortages... PS5? Yeah, PS5. Um, <laughs> to have these shortages. So, um, if that's the case, I think Nintendo is going to completely, you know, delay and refine any kind of console revision, major console revision, until after the semiconductor issue is fixed. Um, I mean, we're seeing crazy stuff around the, the states with, like, even wood going up in price oh, yeah. um heck there's a georgia where i'm at 
East Coast, lower East Coast, not where you're at, but there's like this whole gas sort uh, shortage thing that's there's going no on. There's no gas shortage. Uh, there is on my area because it's everybody's people ma- who are panicking. Hey, really interrupting no Barry. Um, you don't let me finish. <laughs> there is a gas shortage because people are making it a gas shortage and overloading and loading up gas containers and things like so they're running out. Um, so that is the issue. But also, um, what I've read is that every single section of the country, like your section is different than my section where they get Mm -hmm. gas from. So the place where this area gets gas from is right now short. Um, whereas yours is not. So that's why there's none in your, nothing noticeable in your area. But also people are panicking like Dumbos. So like Dumbos, um, Um, to your prediction, I'm going to counter your prediction. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to say, <clears throat> because they sold 20 million switches last fiscal year, mm-hmm. and they planned to up that ante by 25 this year, or, or up at 225, I should say, this year, that is a 25% increase on last year. Is that how math works? In, in order to do that... Or is that 20%? It's, 20, it's 25% more. How is that 25% more? 20% divided by 4 is 5% each. Five percent, five times four is twenty. So now mm. they want to do twenty-five. So it's an extra twenty. It's an extra twenty-five percent. Hmm. Or it'd be a twenty anyway. percent based off of the holistic. <clears throat> well, regardless, whatever it is, the in order to meet that, I do not think they are expecting to get new customers. I don't think they're expecting to get twenty-five million new customers. And they specifically state switch systems. They don't specify switch or switch light. It's all combined for them. <laughs> or switch new. Or a new switch, hmm. provided it's not a new system. And in order in order to get 25 million new customers at this stage of the game, I mean, you're, you're looking at, we're going into year five soon. We already did, we're into year five already. Um, it's harder to do when there's already 85 million out there. I mean, not impossible, but it's really hard to get 25 new, 25 million new. They might get some people who want to buy an extra switch or, or buy it for a gift, or they, you know, maybe they want to get a second one or, or one breaks or something. But I think if they do a Switch Pro, then of that 85 million that already have switches, now they're going to double dip. Now mm. they're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get a Switch Pro, I'm going to upgrade, and those are going to push into 25 million. Because they're being optimistic. If they said, oh, next year we're only expecting 15 million and they're they're lowering it, then it'd be like they have nothing new to show. I also think this mm. tells us they have some banging games coming out this next fiscal year that will help drive hardware sales. Breath of the Wild 2 is an obvious one, but I think they've got more you know, that they haven't shown off. Mm. And, and some of the ones we've been waiting for, maybe they're planning on this fiscal year like Metroid Prime 4. Bayonetta 3, stuff like that. New experiences, yeah. I think Metroid Prime 4 is coming, for sure. Oh, it's definitely um, coming. But. Now, to counter your devil's advocate with the devil's advocate, I think Doug Bowser would just say, hold my beer. There is another <laughs> 25 million that are out there who don't have a Switch. Well, there definitely is another 25 that don't have it. And he I mean, there's seven, there's 7 billion people in the world, so there's definitely 25 million that don't have a switch. <laughs> exactly. So I think that they're going, I mean, that's my devil's advocate. Um, would I hope that they do a new revision? Sure. But I think with the semiconductor shortage, it would be dumb for them to try to introduce new tech when they can't produce the systems um, in bulk. You know what? 
I want to hear what the what the listeners think. I think you yeah. should either leave us a voice comment or, or leave us a comment uh, uh, on Discord in the mm-hmm. Switchmania Playcast channel yep. and, and let us know, do you think Jeff is right or do you think I'm right or do you want to play a third tier and say something else? Yeah. You know, different stance. Exactly. Um, now, I do think that, because uh, Nintendo did specifically say um, that they are going to have new experiences and some that gamers haven't seen in a while. So to me, that lets credence that, you know, a Metroid would be coming because uh, that is something that people haven't seen in a while. But also, they specifically mentioned things like um, <clears throat> Monster Hunter Rise. Um, a lot of these games that they mentioned, too, at the at the, the meeting, though, had short turnaround, like they announced it, and then like a month later it comes out. So I think that they're done with these long reveals where people wait forever and they're going to be more so announcing or doing a direct or whatever they do with like a month later, they're going to, you know, release. They've, the they've been doing that for a while. Paper Mario like <clears throat> launched two months after the reveal trailer came out. Like, I like that. I don't want to wait years upon years after a game is announced. I like to find out about a game and get it quickly. Yeah, um, I think but, like they always try to do one major or two major releases because we've been waiting forever for Metroid Prime Four and Breath of the Wild too. Um, but they're also not going to rush the games. They're no, make sure they come out well. Um, I don't know if you saw. There's a latest rumor that the Mario Odyssey team is working on a new Donkey Kong game, a new well, Donkey Kong Country. Interesting, Donkey Kong sixty four too. All right. Like 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 a probably a 3D open world Donkey Kong like 64. Yeah, yeah 64 and, too. And since since we know Retro is doing Metroid Prime, they're not doing a third Donkey Kong. But I'm sure someone in Retro will help them out as well. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it was interesting though cuz there really isn't anything Mario that's on the slate yet either. Um they did just have the Mario anniversary, so you think we'd have more Zelda than just one, yes. but they did always claim that they're doing one Zelda game release a year too. Um, well, they haven't announced anything specifically for any of the anniversaries, Metroid, Donkey Kong, or Zelda, or, mm-hmm. or anything else. They just did so, Skyward Sword as a launch, Skyward but they didn't say anything Sword. about an anniversary. Nope. <clears throat> so The Hyrule Warriors DLC as well is probably what they're going to yeah, incorporate into that as well, you know, the, mm-hmm. the 35th anniversary. Yeah, we'll see. I mean... Oh, it's going to be a good year. E3 is j- next month. E3 is, is less than a month away at this point. This is true. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The E3 starts a month, less than a month. The twelve. Maybe we'll have an announcement at the end of E3. Well, E uh, Nintendo will be doing some showcase. I said we. I said premium. Oh, we. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll maybe have an we announcement at the end of E3. Maybe, we yeah, maybe. maybe we'll be part of E3. Who knows? Be on the main premium stage. Premium at E3. Yeah. Oh man, let's do it. <laughs> We'll, we'll be the only ones there because it's uh-huh. an all-digital event this year. Exactly. <laughs> we showed up. <laughs> we're here. We did it. Oh, no, it is here. We, hey, you know what? Then we, I guess we're just going to have to go to E3, go to, go to LA, go to the convention center with a brand new game that's only going to be available at E3, going to be the most hype game possible. And if no one shows up, I guess no one's going to get it. Calculator. <laughs> don't spoil the surprise we just talked about leaks and we don't like to do that hey okay, JP baby. already posted the damn cover and apparently <laughs> he gets to be on the cover of all the games because he's definitely Carly Simon that vain <laughs> <laughs> well no uh, Limited Run posted a cover too yeah it had JP on it too <laughs> <laughs> did it really? I didn't see yeah, JP on the cover senpai, senpai put JP on there 
<laughs> oh I did my. not realize that was JP. What? I saw, on, I saw the cover. But on JP's cover? Oh, no, on Unlimited Run's cover. I'm put out. playing with you. Messing oh, with I, you. I was like, holy crap, seriously? Wow. Oh, yeah. JP's definitely on it. Yeah. Only, um, I, I figured that all the dorks would post a cover of that saying, wouldn't this be funny? Like, then look who posted it. JP and Limited Run. A couple of dorks. We did have uh, people post in our Discord asking us to do it. Of course, because they also want uh, Vroom in the Night Sky. So, I mean. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Calculator would, I don't know why the heck they're, they think that it's a great idea to release a calculator app on your Switch. I mean, I don't think it's... And charge you 10 bucks for it. Well, and if you look on um, on new versions of Windows, there's no more app for the calculator. It doesn't come free anymore. So, it's like got to be Googled Wait, or something. Seriously? Yeah, some of the versions don't come with it now. Mine still has it on my own computer, but like there's some other ones that don't. And I'm like, why do you not have a calculator on this computer? That's dumb. Um, yeah. So I absolutely think that somebody's going to be ridiculous enough to do it just to try to be funny. I mean, but I'm okay. I'd rather put out awesome games. <laughs> I agree. Jeez. Craziness, craziness. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the predictions. Definitely leave us uh, a voicemail or comment in the Discord. I mean, we do, there's a lot of traffic in the Discord, so it's good. Um, tons of posts. So, and plus, I'm going to make sure that I post any new pictures of anything that we're doing there first. Like that is the place to get the newest stuff because I'm not that involved in social media. I, I'll just go into our Discord where we have people that talk with us. Yeah, you, you've you been really quiet on social media. I rarely see any posts from you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm working on stuff. More interested in working Real. on things. Which is good. Nothing wrong with that. What else we miss? Anything? Not that I can think of. No? All right. We should probably talk about oh, the game of the episode then. The game, yeah. Yeah, we should probably talk <laughs> about the game of the episode then. Um, So what game did we cover, Barry? We covered Return. One Way Trip. Which, you have the wallpaper, don't you? Always do. Just seeing how, how much yeah. you're paying attention, you've been distant. <laughs> you're half responding in like 10 seconds every time I'm talking to you. So, gotta mess with you. Um, I don't know what you're you researching. Thought I, see, you, you thought I wasn't paying attention. So yeah, you weren't. Yes. You weren't. I was paying attention. Ah. Alright, so um, yeah, we're doing Return One Way Trip. It's a 2D side-scrolling puzzle adventure horror game. Um, it was uh, released by Green Man Gaming um, Publishing. That was digitally on the Switch. And Red Ego Games was the developer. Uh, released in November of 2020. Also available on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So it's a multi-game. Um, basically, you're trapped in a ghostly train. Um, your main character, which is the female protagonist, is in search between the past and the present to find and save her friends. They were all on like a camping trip. Um, more importantly, she, her name's Saki. She must use her wits if she's able to survive against unspeakable evil, hellbent on avenging and unrequited love. Um, so it's, it's um, not a super long game. 
Um, it does have no. some easy puzzles. I almost call it a visual novel for the fact that no. I'm literally just clicking buttons and moving, and you can only like do one thing. There's no real like options. There's like one thing you can do. Like, oh, I got to go to this piano and play a tune. That that's the only thing I can do right now because you look around, you have to click on every little piece to figure out where you have to go next, or follow a guide. Um, I try not to use guides, so I'm like literally just walking back and forth on the damn train where I'm at, trying to see what I missed, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, so I got pretty far. I was in, how many chapters are there total? Like eight? Ten. Ten? Um, I got to like chapter seven or eight. Um, the issue was I went to pause the game. Um, I paused it, saved it, and then I ended up coming back to it, but I rebooted my switch because there was an update. Um, it went back some half a chapter or something. And I don't know where the heck it was. And there's so many little things you have to do in a row that I couldn't figure out where to go next because there was nothing I could do. Um, and I'm like, well, where the heck do I need to go? So I completely got lost. So I stopped playing because some reason the save file did not save where I was. Do you uh, remember what chapter that was on? That's in like chapter six or seven. Or it, it booted me back. Yeah, it was like where her Saki's fiance was like trapped behind a door. Um, okay. I had already gotten the key and he disappeared. Um, I already passed that and I was outside or something. And then when I reloaded, it was like way before that, before the piano and everything. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not doing no. that again. It's like so lame. Um, so <clears throat> because there's some kind of save glitch, weird way that it says, I don't know. Um, I literally stopped playing, which I was get, making progress and it was enjoying it as much as I could. It's just um, there isn't, like I said, there just wasn't a whole lot to do. The puzzles are super easy. Didn't have any issues with any of the puzzles. Very straightforward. Um, and to me, it's like there needed to be a little bit more meat on the bone for it to be like a, a solid game. I did love the graphics because the graphics look like it's a um, 16 to 32 bit era style with like pixel graphics uh, when you're playing, which I loved. The pop ups are like more artistic, you know what I mean, as they're talking to each other, mm -hmm. but the graphics were cool. Um, I dug that a lot. Um, I liked the uh, different horror aesthetics. It wasn't scary to me, it was more, they were just trying to be like creepy. Um, like where somebody's like hanging themselves or doing some extra stuff. So it's supposed to be like shock value. Um, problem is, is that I'm completely numb to that stuff watching 80s horror movies all the time. So <laughs> there is that. <laughs> I'm completely numb. Um, but yeah, so I assume, Barry, that you were able to play and beat it. Yeah, so uh, I did play and beat it. It was one of those when I went into, I was like, you know, I'm going to play it for a little bit. I know it's a short game and I'm not a big fan of scary games, but I, I'll give it a shot. And I, this is definitely not a visual novel. Um, what it, it really, to me, is an old-school point-and-click adventure game, but you just use the controllers. And <laughs> but you don't point off a lot of, <laughs> but You don't. But it's that style. And it really, to me, it felt like, a, like Maniac Mansion. Or, or hmm. on the Switch, if you will, Thimbleweed Park style. Oh. Although where Thimbleweed Park and Maniac Mansion are definitely um, games where there's you can easily get lost. Like there's a lot of different things you could do. Um, this it's, it is very much like you need to do these things in order and you have to click around until you find those things or until you trigger certain events. Um, so do you know what I'm, game it was more like um, for the super Nintendo and then PlayStation? 
Clock Tower. Okay. I didn't Clock Tower is a horror-style game where you go back and forth, um, but it does have a little more exploration because you're, like, in a mansion. Um, there's, like, a little more rooms, but it absolutely has that same feel. There's less, like, puzzles, though. Yes, yeah, see, I don't, I don't mind the puzzles. Um, but Clock Tower was crazy because you had the giant guy with huge scissors coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> see, that, I don't, I'm not a big fan. Like, oh, you had to go quickly you gotta, just to, to avoid death. Like, I don't like that extra stress. You um, can die but, in that game, which which is return. There's no way to die. There's, there's no way to die. You will, you will, you will not die. Um, and I think knowing that made it less scary, and mm-hmm. I was okay with that. Um, like the hanging, you talk about the hanging, like that I knew instantly, like when you first see it, I was like, oh yeah, like that that's somebody hanging, like I, I called it instantly, I'm like, that, that's so obvious what that is. Uh, and none of that was really spooky. Um, the My biggest, well, I got a couple of little problems with it, but I did enjoy the game. Um, mm-hmm. My Some of my problems were one, because there's a time travel element, which is really cool, where you, you will be on the train in modern day where it's like decrepit, and then you'll go back like 40 years and you'll be on the train when it's brand new. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like if you remember like Titanic, you saw like the you know the old Titanic, and then like the movie, it would go to the, the when it was brand new, and you can see the differences and the parallels, which is really cool. I like that a lot. When in the current state of the train, when it's all decrepit, and I know it's supposed to be scary, it was kind of dark for me, and not like dark oh scary, like dark. I couldn't make out a lot of things, and I couldn't see a lot of things. And I had brightness all the way up. And I think that's because my TV is one of those where, like, when there's black, it, like, darkens the image even more to give you, like, that absolute black. And so it was very much, like, I talked a little with JP about it. He said, like, on the handheld, he didn't have that issue. And maybe not. But, like, on my TV, like, it, it went, like, extra black. And I did have to look in a guide once because I couldn't figure out what to do. And it was one little thing I had to click on, like, in some broken glass and it was like so quick that for the like the magnifying glass to pop up right next to another thing with a magnifying glass and in the dark I just couldn't see it. And I was like seriously like uh so if it was a little brighter I would have at least caught that. Yeah. I played in um, handheld I, mode as well and I didn't have any issues with darkness. Yeah. Yeah, so again it, I, your TV will vary on that. But I do wish that you could turn it up even a little bit brighter just to see, not like to, to change the atmosphere because I at least like to see where I'm going and what Adjust I need to click on. Adjust your TV settings for the developer, Barry. Jeez. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> um, my other issue with it is there are certain games or, or movies or books or shows or whatever that are designed to leave off with a cliffhanger ending to get you to play the next game or the, or the rewatch the next movie or whatever. And that's fine. Especially if a movie or something is billed as a two-parter. This game sets up a lot of questions, makes you really wonder what the heck's going on, gives you a very vague half Cliff Notes version of what's going on, but doesn't tell you any of the answers you need to know to understand the story, and then just ends. (laughs) And the developers, through criticism, say, we're going to address all that in the second game. You'll get it in the sequel. That we have to created. me that you shouldn't you shouldn't have to have to play the second game in a series to understand the story of the first game. You yeah. can have them linked, you can have a cliffhanger, you can have you know a connection, but at least wrap up or explain what's going on in one game and then lead into another. Like you can explain everything going on in this game, tell you, and then at the end, like, oh you think you figured it out? Well here's one thing that's gonna 
drive you crazy and one more thing that you now have to tackle and leave it there and now you have to tackle that in the sequel at least you feel at least i feel satisfied when playing a game and i i know what like you don't know the person that's doing all this you don't know their motive you never find out their motive you don't even find out who they really are or, or what their purpose is and that's a big thing that would be like playing resident evil and you never finding out why the mansion is infested with zombies it just is like, you, you need to know that. Like, that is part of the story. That's part of the mystery of why you're there. Um, you don't find out what happens to, to your friends. You you find out a, a possible uh, solution to what happens to your friends, but no concrete that it was real or not. So you don't know if, <laughs> if their their results are real, and they never address it. They, they keep saying, well, I don't believe that these are the right results. But they never say, yes, th- those are the right results or those... You were you were right to disbelieve it. They they never give you that information, uh, and and you talk about the fiance. The, the the fiance has his own motives, but you never find out what they are. <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. it like it like leaves off in a relationship kind of situation where it's just like, all right, we just went literally like kind of through hell and back. So now we're just gonna walk away. Like no, I'm sorry, you don't just do that. <laughs> there are issues you need to. Apparently talk they do. What? Apparently they, they do. do. You said it's Apparently, not a visual yeah. novel. You're not going to get these, but they're, <laughs> but they're but puzzle they, game. But they, address, but they do address it throughout the whole game uh, in the puzzle, in the story between the characters. They're addressing these issues, but they don't have any resolution to them. And that's the problem. You, I, I think it's a poor decision to build up all these questions and then not give you the answers within Save the game for the sequel jeez that's that's not good game design to me so no. do i like this game yes did i enjoy my time playing it yes would i even recommend it yes i would i did have fun playing this game however i do not feel it's a complete game and i and i feel that whatever the sequel whenever it comes out provided the sequel addresses those concerns with the storyline then I'll feel together they may be a complete game. Well, they also need, for me, need to fix that save issue because if yeah. I find that, others are going to find that. And the Switch yeah. has a pickup and play. I didn't even want to restart my system, but it did because of an update. And um, when I went back to the game, I'm like, okay, let me start it up. Here's my three saves. They're all in weird different spots. And they're not listed at what chapter you're in or anything on the save either. And yeah. the dates were all, like, wrong. They were like yeah, they're, different. They're, they're European dates, that's why. No, but they're like not correct. So they they weren't even the right date. So it was weird. So I was like, well, none of this is right. And the latest one that's furthest in the game isn't even where I was. So I'm done. Um, yeah, that's another thing too with the saves. Like they try to be like Resident Evil, where you had to go to like the typewriter in the original. And in this one, you have to go to the phone, which is cool. But there's only one phone on the f- train. So when you're all the way on one side doing something, and you're like, oh, I need to progress, but should I save first? And you got to backtrack all the way to the phone. And it's not like it's backtrack is going to be dangerous, like there's enemies or anything. There's no enemies. You can't um, die. It's, it's just tedious. It's more like, well, crap. Like if there was a train on each end of the phone or a, a phone on each end of the train, there we go, train on each end of the phone, listen to me, mm-hmm. um, I would be happier with that. Just as a, a quality of life thing. Yeah, I mean, kind of I mean, I probably missed a save somewhere, and that's why mine went back so far. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, it's super crazy, like inconvenient. That being said, the graphics are beautiful. 
mm-hmm. love the animation love the love the whole like some of the cutscenes are like in one style that they use with the you know with the characters talking and then the, it's all the 16 bit like I like that I really think that's well done um, I like that there's also an achievement system we should talk about that there's an achievement system in the game and uh, I like the fact that they incorporated that for your own little achievements however you can't get them all in one playthrough because some of them are like the equivalent of you went right here and then there's another one you went left here so you do have to play it again if you want all the achievements but and remember what you did and remember what you did well no you could always check the achievements at any time to see which one you, you have the achievement for so that's not as big of an issue but again the achievements are isolated to this because nintendo doesn't have a universal achievement system so I'd rather uh, do our challenge p- card, challenge patch achievement system. <laughs> I agree, but I'm Streamline. I'm just letting people know that that is part of the game if that's your thing. Yeah, I mean, there's no. To me, my only major issue is is that there's it. I say it's like a visual novel because you're literally just playing through the game. There's no way you can die. That you can only get stuck on a puzzle, um, and the puzzles are very streamlined. There's no um, there's no risk in the game. So to me, it's just like, all right, let me play this and get through it. Um, and that is not the way that I want to play a game, typically, is just like surviving through it and just clicking through things. Um, luckily, it's an engaging story. Um, so you say that uh, you know you would recommend it to people. Um, I would only recommend it if somebody's looking for something just to uh, relax with, like just have fun with and mindlessly play. Um, and then just pay attention to some stuff because you might have to pay attention for a puzzle later or something. But it's all super simple. It's even like if you have to do, like, play the piano keys in a certain way. Like, it's pretty obvious what you have to do because it's, like, right before that you get a note. Or, like, they always give you a a very obvious clue. Um, What's interesting about that, though, is I had to replay a segment because I was like, oh, let me reload and retry. hmm. I already knew, like, the solution to, like, a combination. And I clicked it. I'm like, let me just do this. It wouldn't let me input the combination. It was like, oh, there's a combination lock here. And it backed out, like... It forced me to go through all the steps to get yeah. that combination again. Of course, which is kind of interesting. They want you to do all of the things. Um, yeah. So interestingly, uh, you said, we said we would recommend it, but the other piece of the pie when it comes to some of these indie games is: um, should we sign the game for a physical? So I'm not going to say year and a. Barry's not going to say year and a. JP is not going to say year and a. No, if he ever comes back on the playcast, because he's always slacking. Um, he's too busy twittering um himself uh but but the key is is leave us a voicemail or um go into discord let us know do you think you know based off of what we've talked about now is this or your worth own experiences if you played it yeah and if you played it but is this worth does it sound like it's worth the physical um i mean if they're doing a sequel like should we do a multi-pack if the sequel is good like what are your thoughts for the listeners because that's kind of how we're going to do these because we have some games coming up that we're going to be playing including the next game that we're going to play for the playcast um that we were you know provided codes so we were provided the codes from the developer for this game it is open yes. for a physical should this should return be a game that that gets a physical um and the key is is that we're you know, going into Series 2, we already have the games for Series 3 lined up, and we're going into Series 4, which is, like, next year. So, um, like, it's going to be a long time, so we're, you know, going to play a bunch of cool stuff, but actually have everybody join us on this journey. 
that's the fun part. And that lets mm-hmm. the community be a part of this too, because it's one thing to say, Oh, play this game or yes, sign this game, sign this game. And, and that's great. And all, you know, there's a lot of great games out there that deserve physicals, but it's also cool because if you're already playing along with us, now you can possibly determine the future of the game too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, while we would love every single game to get a physical, um, for premium, we can only sign so many cause we move slow. So we're doing like two games every six months or so is what we're kind of doing. So a game a quarter, that's kind of what we've been hitting, um, with, you know, camp sunshine, sunshine manor getting, um, you know, a Kickstarter piece where they're, we're waiting for the game to come out. That'll drop whenever it's ready. We'll, uh, we'll have that and people will know when it's coming. Cause we're not just going to blind drop it for pre-order for our version. Um, but that being said, that'll be somewhere in between the series. Cause so we got some weird outliers that'll pop in here and there, but with our series that we do, uh, you know, we want that whole experience where you get the new challenge and do the patches and we out, we have fun with it. It's, it's great. Um, so that being said though, um, you know, return, uh, let us know if you think this one, uh, is, is worthy of getting physical treatment. Um, are you tracking what game we're doing next? Cause we have a code for it and I'm not sure if you're, if you're aware of what, what I was thinking in my brain. I, I have one in my head, but why don't um, you say what yours is and see if it's the yeah. same. So, um, I will lead up to it and then you'll figure it out. Uh, we were on a podcast and a b- bunch of people uh, commented that we yep. should sign this yep. game. And yep, that's exactly the one in my head. <laughs> we have the codes because JP decided what, right before we recorded that one that he's going to post it in a picture, like that he's playing it or something. So um, the game we're going to be playing for the next podcast is Savage Halloween. Yep. So it is uh, exactly. another awesome indie title. Um, it is like a running gun shooter, kind of like Contra. You can switch. Yeah, there's, there's three different. It's not shoot 'em up. It's a shooter. Um, That's a shmup. No, a shoot 'em up would be a spaceship shooter where you're horizontally or vertically scrolling there on an auto path. There are yes, there different is. modes, Barry, but it is not a shoot 'em up. It is you run and gun. You run to the left and right combo. like Contra. It's a combo game. That's called a multi-genre game, not a shoot 'em up. A shoot 'em up is a genre. It's not a shoot 'em up. It, it has, does multiple it has sh- things. It has shmup sections. Words mean things, Barry. We're not going to tell people that this is a shoot 'em up. We're going to tell people that this is a shooter that has different sections. Because there's one section that's Battletoads. Are we going to call this a uh, tunnel, r- turbo tunnel game? This is a turbo tunnel game, everyone. It's a turbo tunnel game. There's literally one section on it that does that. There's one section that does the shoot 'em up. If you've played multiple levels in the game, you realize that it happens once. Um, so it's a genre crossing where they add a little variety to things. Um, but it is a run and gun shooter. Um, primarily, we play as three different characters. So should be fun. Yes. <laughs> and maybe Barry will play it also, you know, exactly what the game's about. <laughs> I play it. What do you mean? Will I play it? I'll play it. Mm-hmm. I've already started playing it. <laughs> yeah, that's why you think that it's a shoot 'em up. It's not. <laughs> they do one one mix return <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there's still um, sections damn it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna restart it on the switch because we initially got codes for it on steam and that's where i played it so i'm gonna restart it on switch and compare the differences see if they did any updates or any fixes to different things um and we shall better. see and again just like before if you join us on this adventure um you can let us know if it's worthy of a physical um, and we'll make decisions too, because there are way too many games that we'll be playing that we can't sign them all. So 
We gotta pick and choose. Pick and choose. And unfortunately, um, time and money are issues, of course. So always we're going up. slow. So always. I have um, for a collector section, Barry. I actually have a quandary. So, Uh-oh. so first off, what um, happens with premium when somebody gets their game and it shows up damaged? What do we do? Well, if it shows up damaged, you send us an email. We take a look at it. We let our warehouse know. They will send a replacement out with a return label for the damaged product. Mm-hmm. So, um, that being said, you know, I didn't play my cards, but I did get my copy of Crypt of the Necrodancer in the mail. Okay. It is crushed in one whole corner as the oh collector's edition. So, it's all dented. So, I took a picture of it. And sent it over to them and said, hey, um, what like, what can you do for this? It's completely damaged. Um, so they said, yeah, if you uh, send it back, we'll uh, give you in-store credit. Just in-store credit? Mm-hmm. And they didn't say anything say. about sending me a replacement. Um, and so I was like, okay. I was like, well, that sounds fine. Um, because I do have a second copy of the game that I accidentally bought from a different distributor um, for Crypto the Necrodancer. So I was like, that's fine. Are you going to send me a replacement label or something? And crickets. A shipping label to send it back or something. I got yeah. crickets. So, I mean, I didn't go, hey, this is Jeff from Premium Edition Games. Like, I do this. This is how we do it. I just said, hey. So, and they said, yeah, they emailed me back that same day and told me, yeah, you just do in-store credit. Um, which I thought was weird because, like, if the game shows up and it's broken, can't use it, then why would I want to do business with you anymore? Are you able to bring it to a store in store credit? You know, like mm-hmm. a physical location. Can you return it at a physical location? So I bought it from. Um, I didn't buy it from a store. I bought it from. Oh, what is it? It's. From Brace Yourself Games. Never heard of them. Yeah. Brace Yourself Games is who I bought it from. Um, it's warrenjames.org from customer service. So I don't know where they are, but I sent them the crushed corner. And basically what they said was, let's see. Thank you for reaching out. We sincerely apologize that you received the package in such condition. And this might have happened while the package is in transit. Um, you can turn the product for an in-store credit, or you can keep the item, and for a gift compensation, give you $10 gift card for our store. Please let us know how you wish to proceed. So either I give it back to them, and they give me in-store credit to buy more stuff from their random website that I don't even know what they sell, um, or I get a $10 gift card for their site that I don't know what they sell. But nowhere do they say they'll give me a replacement flawlessly of my copy that they got damaged so I can have a collector's copy. Yeah, the, the second option I have no problem with. I mean, you know, fine. If you're going to do that way, you want to keep it, keep it damaged, you don't care, and you just get credit. That I'm, I'm fine with. But, yeah, they should Ten say, bucks. you know, just it's still better than nothing. Mm-hmm. The, I still think, you're right, you should you should absolutely get, you know, or have a replacement option. So or I just said, I'll return the product for, for in-store credit. Will you be sending over a return label? And I get crickets. So let me go to their store. Brace yourself, games. They sell uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer things. So, brace yourself, games. I think were the like the creator. 
Because I, I got something from GameStop, for example. I, I rarely order from GameStop.com. I'm, I hate their slow-ass shipping. I uh-huh. hate the way they package stuff, and I hate how much they charge for their shipping. But I got a package, and it came damaged. So when it yeah. came damaged, I contacted my local GameStop. I said, do you have it in stock? They said yes. Yeah. So I brought in my damaged product to exchange it. But not only did they do that, they also refunded me my shipping because huh. if I had to go in-store, there was no point in me paying for shipping. Now, I, I might as well just went in-store to begin with, so they actually refunded my shipping. So looking uh, at this, um, I'm 99% sure that Brace Yourself Games are the creator of the game. Okay. Well then, So they, they must have copies that they sold of the game. They'd still have it available. Um, but this is, you know, a $50 collector's edition. So, um, again don't care that it came, you know, damaged because they can't, you know, they can't avoid that. But, like, at least say, all right, we're going to send you a replacement thing. If they say, no, we just shipped this out from our house, okay, well, I mean, you got stuff on here, like you got a Cadence plush, you got a Crypt scarf, you got T-shirts, you got pins, like you got extra stuff. The vinyl sold out. That's kind of weird because I don't think they're a company that's going to like purposely screw over a customer Mm-mm. because I mean they've worked with Nintendo and Nintendo is very picky about whom they work with. Um, yeah, they I just need it's... to like, all right, so do you expect me to just like package it up myself and ship it? Um, Some I companies can... do when they just say, "Tell us what it is, we'll refund the shipping." He didn't say anything about refunding the shipping, so um, I don't know. So, but either way, though, like I'll do the in-store credit. I'll get a scarf and a plushie or something. Like the Cadence plushie, I'll give it to my give it to London, and then I'll keep the scarf and give that to London. Like it's a pink and black and green scarf. Like she'll wear that when it gets cold out. Like that'll be almost fifty bucks, and then we're good. Thirty dollar plushie. That's expensive, by the way. That is expensive. <laughs> Super expensive. Um, t-shirts are twenty four dollars too. Um, but I mean, I'll absolutely I'll I'll get some merch from them. Like that's fine. I'm cool with that. I do have a copy of Crypt and the Necro Dancer on the Switch that's flawless already, so I bought an extra copy from them somehow, direct. I don't know <laughs> how, but okay. Too bad they didn't sign it for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What the heck? Um, I said, will you be sending a return label? Um, that's a normal request. So I was just wondering if I'm crazy. You know, listeners can ask, too, like, what have other companies done? Because I don't ever do returns. Like, I even have that damage on the limited run blaster master one and two, the big box. And it's like a damage underneath the slipcase, which sleeve, which means it happened during production. Yeah. Um, and I never even emailed them on it. I'm like, eh, I probably should, but I haven't yet. Um, some of this stuff doesn't bother me, but like a giant dent on it. Like I can't even display that. Well, I think you're, you're in the right to request that. And I, and I'm okay with the, the in-store credit. Like, that's fine. I don't need the replacement because I have a copy. Like, I don't need two. I would have to sell it if I did. And I can't even sell it because it's so damaged. So, like, might as well just return it. Um, but, yeah. Interesting, right? You could you could open it up. You could sign it yourself and call it the Crypto the Necro Dancer Special Edition. Premium Edition special. signed. <laughs> Premium I'm sure there's edition. somebody out there that will, will want to buy it with your signature. <laughs> This is true, but I'm not uh, JP, or he's gonna try to hawk that. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. But that was an interesting one. Um, really crazy. Um, 
let's see. I did get in a few games. Um, I got in the double um, steelbook of Crosscode and Umahari Kawazi Bazooka. I got both those games, and they came with steelbooks from Inan, um, which is fun. That's what I like with the Inan stuff is if you buy it on their site, you get the little steelbooks or that's fine. I do wish they did something, you know, like premium does with and put it inside of a package, but you know, separate ship separately. Yeah. I don't mind that because I, I mainly do. just keep the steel books and I sell the European versions. <laughs> yeah. I mind because I want, I want everything together. Um, whether I part it out later or not, I do like everything to be self-contained. Um, but that being said, teach their own potato, tomato, carrot orange cucumber exactly. all makes sense um let's see so also got in battle axe from kickstarter nice which is fun um i do know i think they're going to be launching it on like limited runs some other stuff it's like i already got a copy i'm good don't need that um and then let's see i, fi- I finally got a uh, older game that's been on my to buy list, which was uh, Risk of Rain 2. I don't know if I mentioned that last week. Yes, you did. You talked about how you got it as a bonus. You bonus for Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. So That was a cool one. So yeah, then I haven't gotten a whole lot. New. I don't get a whole lot every week, everybody. You all know this. So, um, But yeah, should be cool. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, going to be an interesting week because... I'm going to finish up getting the last couple pieces of uh, Series 2 Premium Edition items done. And then I'll move on to getting the retro pieces done for both Robot Name Fight and an unannounced game. <laughs> and it'll be great. <laughs> the thing is, is unannounced game is on my Switch kiosk custom marquee that I made. So I can't even show off my custom marquee that I have on, on my kiosk until... Um, we do, you know, our series two announcements, like until we, till we actually like put it up, I can't show it off, which sucks because it looks awesome. Looks amazing. <laughs> well, you'll get to show it off sooner versus later. How's that? Hmm. Should be interesting to see if we can, we can show it off, right? Working on that right now as we speak. <laughs> We shall see. Um, all right, so does that wrap everything up? I think that does. Nice. Puts a, a little fun bow on things. Um, yeah, we should come up with a good little topic to talk about, too, for, for next episode while we talk Savage Halloween. Because, you know, hidden. hopefully we get some news in the Switch. If we don't, we'll, we'll cover a topic. And now, listeners, uh, go ahead and, you know, suggest topics for us to talk about, too. If you want to hear us, you know, shoot the shoot the proverbial poop about something, um, we can. And we'll, we'll yeah, go back people, and forth. Discord is a great spot for that. We've had people do that before in the Switch Mania Playcast channel of our premium edition Discord. Mm-hmm. And if you're already not a part of that, please feel free to join our community because it's ever-growing and awesome. And if all goes well, the Steelbooks should be arriving Anytime now, any day now on the um, at our packaging facility, which means that you know, as soon as we place that final order for the soundtracks, um, we should be able to get uh, Pigeon Dev completely assembled and shipped out for the retro editions. And then, as soon as the deluxe arrives, all those pieces go inside the deluxe along with the other pieces, and we're good to go. 
can't wait. <laughs> I'm just so so excited for the the thought of like those seeing those unboxings were so awesome mm-hmm. because everyone was like emailing like here from my unboxing patch and just seeing the excitement when people opened that up and like oh wow the NAS sleeve which was a surprise and just marveling at how cool that packaging is with the slipcover i can't wait to see people doing unboxings for the retro and the deluxe and mm-hmm. just seeing how amazing these packages are yeah i mean because i mean the first thing with the retro is you're gonna see the the steel book with how the 3d feels on it um that's the first thing you know it's there's no um there's no confusion that our first retro box is a nintendo black box you know like first iteration i thought that was a, a cool idea um that was 100 percent erica's like thought and i was like oh it's perfect perfect um and then with the um deluxe editions you're gonna see people going crazy over not only the quality of the the guide like we talked about because that's gonna blow people away but then all the extra little pieces like the actual pin is just like it's a premium pin it's awesome um this the cd soundtrack is going to be a a a bonus but i mean the cds are awesome uh but then also like just the deluxe box itself is like it's neo geo style so if you've had the original not those you know aftermarket um clamp with a little clasp shock box thingies or and not the shock boxes from south town retro that are kind of like a um old school porn box believe it or not um but um we're talking about legitimate neo geo aes boxes um now other companies have released some neo geo boxes too and that is the exact quality that we have so it's a it's a premium piece so like we're gonna see people like seeing all these pieces and they're like oh my god this oh my god this oh my (laughs) like it's gonna be over and over again and it's gonna be hilarious like watching it and i'm just gonna sit back and not post as i do and enjoy (laughs) <laughs> you know that you ever see those videos of like someone getting a gift and it's you know there's a big box and they open it up as a smaller box in there and they open that up and it's another mm-hmm. smaller box and it just keeps going till they eventually get the gift like it's going to be like that with these unboxings because it's you know it's like because you always call it a puzzle and mm-hmm. it's all these things intricately fit together it's going to be awesome it's like the nesting dolls yes mm-hmm. very much the nesting dolls except for the analogy. inside instead of a little doll it's going to be the switch game <laughs> Eventually, yes. you can get to your Switch game. It only requires you to take off, if you get the deluxe, it only requires you to take off, like, three, four wrappings. That's it. You have to unbox it, like, three or four times. That's it. <laughs> oh, so cool. Love it. Um, so, uh, Barry, where can people find you? You could find me on Twitter, at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube, at Nintendo Fuse. You can also find me on the Premium Edition Games Discord, as well as through Premium Edition Support Email. Jeff, what about you? You can find me on the internet, not posting on social media, on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley, as well as Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Um, I am going to do a lot of my premium reveals in the Discord, uh, just because, like, I mean, it's easier and it's fun. Um, plus, people are you know want to talk about premium, so why not post the stuff for premium there? Um, now, of course, the games are available at, at premiumeditiongames.com as well as my books. So, Hagen's Alley Books is available at hagensalley.com. And we do have copies of Pixel Perfect Punch Out available for pre order after the Kickstarter ended. It is available for pre order on hagensalley.com. 
Um, I am going to link it to the main page so it's a little easier for people to see. But also, a lot of that should be incorporated at premiumeditiongames.com in the future to make it even easier for everybody. One-stop shop. Um, So, everybody, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.